Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Options Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And as I say weekly, Sherry Edwards is off building the Sound Health portal. Every time I watch another demo, every time I see another webinar, which you can find those at soundhealthoptions.com under, I think, education, there are recordings of events Sherry has produced demonstrating the Sound Health Portal, and which is as easy to use as you go to soundhealthportal.com. You can click on any, uh, click on campaigns, I'm sorry, services, then campaigns. And under campaigns, you can choose something that you're interested in, let's say um, PTSD or bio diet or, whoops, getting an error message from the guest. <clears throat> or any of the other things that they rotate the campaigns so they aren't always the same. But I think this bio diet, golf, which is always amazing to me. Golf, it really does make a difference. I've talked to golfers taking a vocal print, which is as easy as you do it from your, your computer. You'll be walked through. You'll sign in for a free account under Sound Health Options. I'm in, sorry, soundhealthportal.com. And you'll find that you can choose any of those campaigns, sign up for a free account, then just record. They'll walk you through recording two 45-second recordings of your voice. And then you can choose the campaign you want to run, and you'll get a report back in about 2 to 12 hours. And it's amazing how much information is there. I mean, really, the first time you see a report from the portal or practitioners such as Kaj, which will be with us in a few minutes. It's really amazing how much information is available from your voice. And then you can sit down with a cup of tea and review it all and see, wow, that, I didn't know that was in there. It's really quite, it's, it's just extraordinary. Then there's another aspect of the portal that I use quite often called the Nano Voice, which is free now at the, at the Sound Health portal. And I use that to either check out a supplement I'm adding, since I'm always dialing supplements in or out, or a new food I want to try, or I want to test to see if there's some sort of reaction, positive or negative, in my system. I'll use the Nano Voice for that. And you, again, go to soundhealthportal.com, choose the nano voice. And this one is in real time, meaning that you'll do the recordings and get feedback right away. So what I do is I go there and I do a, a first vocal print or recording. And then I add the supplement, wait about 20 to 30 minutes and go back and test again, meaning do another recording. And then compare the two charts just to see if there's been a shift or a difference, either an up or a down. And it'll be very evident in the chart. And it gives you a lot of information in the sense of I can go and see if I might have an allergy to something or if it improves some particular aspect of my voice. Um, because it's all, all this work is about using our voice as, a, as what I would call the ultimate tuning fork for health. I use that in reference to our guest today. It's really quite, it, it's amazing and really great work. 
With that, I'll talk about the availability for replay of this, because this is one of those shows with our guest Kathleen Nagy, the sound lady, really, really, that you can find the replay of the show about 10 to 15 minutes after I click end here at Sound Health Opt- at uh, Well, you'll be able to find it at soundhealthoptions.com, clicking on the radio tab, then click on Sound Health Radio, and you'll find the replay link there, which will take you back to the show notes and to the player. And or you can go to any of your favorite podcast aggregators, which is just fancy speak for app that you listen to your podcasts on. Could be iTunes, could be Google Podcasts, which is a favorite of mine, as well as Stitcher, or actually the one I use all the time is Pocket Casts. Really easy to use, cross-platform, works everywhere. And you can just go there to any of those and search for either Sherry Edwards or all one word, Talk to Me Guy. And you'll find over, I think we've tipped over 700 hours of shows. But you'll find this show, the latest show at the top. Podcast aggregators are a little slower, meaning they are, they might take 30 minutes to an hour before it gets into the feed. The great thing about both uh, Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts is it's really easy to share the show. So once you've listened to it, you go, oh, you think that somebody's going to want to you know, know about this? A friend of yours has this and really wants to know? And this is one of those shows people are really want to going to want to hear about and experience Kathleen's work. And you can go and find this show there probably within an hour. And with that, Kathleen Nagy has several decades of professional experience as a classically trained musician. She majored in music education and applied music on French horn at Ithaca College and did her graduate work at Yale University. She has taught music in both public and private schools from elementary school through adult education. For the past 20 plus years, Kathleen has been a bioacoustic research associate. She specializes in voice energy analysis and acoustic biofeedback for sports and muscle injuries. She was a member of the board of directors for Sound Health International of Ohio for four years and has worked closely with Sherry Edwards, founder of Human Bioacoustics. After a lifetime of being submerged in sound and music, Ms. Nagy has created the Chakra Sound Spa Experience. This product teaches the listener to find the notes that vibrate their chakras. Vibrating the chakras with the voice or with the chimes meditation mp3s. You can experience the unique sensation of tingling energy in your chakra energy centers while all your emotions are calmed and balanced. Listening to the beautiful chimes on the mp3s that are in the key of your body's emotions relieves anxiety, insomnia, and depression. Kathleen joins us to talk about the Chakra Sound Spa experience. Welcome, Kathleen. Hello, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on today. Good morning. So I want to start with a – when you were performing in orchestras, playing the French horn, did you ever have a a moment thinking that sound could be a transformative healing modality? Many times. Um, You know, playing the French horn is not easy. And uh, 20 years of of doing that professionally, I thought, was was enough. Uh, And I felt that 
you know, I, I brought all of this understanding of sound and this incredible love and passion, you know, for music into the orchestra. Whereas a French horn player, I had to play perfectly in rhythm, perfectly in tune, perfectly uh, balanced, uh, never miss a note. I mean, it was so restricting um, that after 20 years, I said to myself, I know there's more to this than just entertaining people. And that's when I looked up Sherry Edwards, and that's when I found that there was someone else who had already, you know, worked on this, and I didn't need to, to reinvent the wheel. I just needed to study with Sherry. <laughs> and, and there's a great – I'm not sure because I've, I've read and listened to so much information about you. I forget where I heard you say this or read this. There was a moment early on where you sat down at a music stand with no music and played just sound. And I'd never thought about that. That how, what a mind blow! If you've, if you've, because you'd spent years playing in orchestras, life, reading music, following along, a yeah. lifetime of playing music, of reading and playing music, and suddenly you're sitting down at a blank slate. Talk about that experience, please. You well, know, it was a little terrifying <laughs> <laughs> because because you know my training was how to perfectly uh, reproduce the notes that were on the page that someone else had written. And, and and that was my whole relationship with the French horn. Um, and it was more of, of a, a relationship of sort of power over, like I'm going to make this horn play the right notes as I blow through it, as opposed to power with. And so I wanted to develop that relationship with my horn where it was something that was expressing a part of me that wasn't connected to anyone else's music. And I just started blowing notes and making sounds. It was like, I can describe it as sort of egg-like, egg-like. It was, uh, I was birthing something. And mm. uh, as time went on, I, I developed a relationship with my horn that, you know, we're uh, Pooh. My horn's name is Pooh, just like Winnie. It's like a cousin of Winnie the Pooh. It's a horn of... Hmm. Very little brain, but a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I then was able to really develop a, a relationship with my horn where we worked together to make sounds to heal people as opposed to uh, me making it make the sounds to entertain people. Mm-hmm. And before you discovered Sherry, did you try other – did you sort of – wander in the realm of other kinds of I, I know you had experiences in group either chanting or singing or those kinds of experiences did you did you kind of for lack of a better word poke around for a while trying to find what rang your own tuning fork yes. of, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yes I did I, I joined a group in Boston uh, it was at the time this was back in the 70s was called the Sound Healers Association. And the, my mentor there, her name was Sarah Benson. And she was a clairvoyant and a musician, which so we connected. She played uh, piano and flute and uh, started doing groups with her and did, yes, did a lot of chanting, did all kinds of experimentation with sounds and voices. And, uh, and there was a person in that group who said to me, oh, now that I know who you are, you need to know Sherry Edwards. 
I read this article about her, and I'm going to send it to you. And it was, you know, out of that group with Sarah Benson that I found Sherry Edwards. And when you discovered Sherry, did it blow your mind, so to speak? <laughs> I, I can't say enough good things about Sherry Edwards. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> I really see her as this generation's Pythagoras. Uh, she um, she has such depth and breadth of knowledge, and, and not that she was like born with it. I mean, she has worked so hard to, to understand biochemistry and physiology and, and structure of the body. I mean, she didn't start with any of that knowledge, and she through her research, it just it was just amazing the information that she was able to compile. Um, I was just, uh, I, I went and did the first course, uh, level one, which back at that time in, in the 90s was uh, a week-long course in Ohio. And I went and did that course, and then I started doing my case studies and, you know, sent them in and got, you know, kind of permission to go to level two, the next, which was how she taught it then, one week of level one, one week of level two. And after I did level two, I stayed there in Ohio for a month. And sort of interned, wow. and I'm telling you, rubbing rubbing elbows with Sherry for a month, uh, I discovered you, uh, the way Sherry can hear sounds coming out of people. Mm -hmm. I discovered I could do that too, but I didn't know that until I stood next to Sherry doing it, and she kind mm -hmm. of opened that up in me. Mm -hmm. I met Sherry actually in person. I live in California. And I was doing uh, for a few for five years. I traveled around doing whole life expos, which was a big health fair that happened all over, all the way from Colorado yeah. to Seattle to San Diego. I've done them in Boston. Yeah. Okay, and I remember this was so long ago there was cassette tapes involved. <laughs> let's all oh, let's yeah. all have that oh, in mind. Yeah. There were cassette tapes involved, and I remember a friend of mine. We were I was doing a show, uh, in San Francisco. And a friend of mine who always went to the shows came over and said, oh, my God, you've got to meet this lady. This is amazing. And there was Sherry in a booth with an old CRT monitor. This is how long ago it was. Old CRT monitor and a big PC in a booth. And you'd go in and you'd do talking or she'd have you talk for, you know, kind of like now. But it was just decades ago. And you went away with she'd do the analysis and then she'd tone into a microphone and hand you a cassette for you for your sounds and this was mm -hmm. probably in the 20 years ago ish range because that was a long yeah. time ago that the whole fx was happening and it blew my mind and then years later now here i am doing radio shows on her network and she and i did shows together for quite a while and it's really it still blows my mind that that was that long ago that she here's your cassette tape <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> and here we are today. And how did you how did you get from so you took bioacoustics and now you have this amazing thing called the Chakra Sound Spa experience. And I wanna I wanna read a couple of things that are actually from your Sound Lady site page and then I wanna I want to talk more a lot about that. Great. Here are a couple of couple of statements from the Sound Lady site, which is soundlady.com. Do you need a better way to manage your pain? 
Are you so sensitive that many pharmaceuticals give you bad reactions? Has a detox plan or new supplement sent you into a healing crisis? Is your immune system overtaxed? My hand is raised. Uh, now, <laughs> please talk to about this new project. This, uh, I will use the phrase, amazing new project, the Chakra Sound Spa Experience. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's revolutionary, and I intend for it to help a lot of people. So using here, – here's how it, how it came about, because I had been meditating for years on my chakras, you know, with my imagination, because that's all we had. Uh, and being a sound person, and people who are sound people like me will understand this, we use our ears more than we use our eyes. Uh, we relate to the world through ears, through our, the sounds that we hear more than what we see with our eyes. And so sound has always been something that I've just played with uh, on a daily basis. And uh, I remember when I was about 40 years old, uh, which was before I met Sherry, I, um, I got diagnosed with asthma. And I had to take those inhalers, you know, that make you feel so jittery. I just hated that. And I just thought to myself, if there is a sound that I could make that would vibrate my lungs, well, well, that would help. That, that should help my asthma. So I just hummed around. And, and when you're trying to find notes that work in your body, it's really important to hum. Keep your lips closed so the vibrations stay inside of your body and your bones can conduct it to all the different parts of your body. So I was humming around, and I found a note that really vibrated my lungs. And so I uh, started toning that note, and uh, I actually, the harmonics of that note, I started playing on my horn, and I'll discuss that in a moment. And I did, I did that for about 20 minutes a day, and after a couple of weeks, I didn't need my inhalers anymore. And after a couple of months, my asthma was gone and never came back. And that was well over 25 years ago. So I thought to myself, you know, having, I, I thought the chakra stuff, you know, I, I remember one of the other practitioners had actually called me once and said, you know, do you know anything about the chakras? And I said, well, I keep trying to find out, but everything I always see in, in books has, says your chakras are all tuned to a C major scale. And I think that I thought it was just a bunch of woo-woo because I couldn't feel them. I couldn't see them. Uh, you know, that C major scale did nothing for me. And I, I was ready to just completely give up on the whole concept of chakras. And then I thought, no, there's too many important people really believe in them. What, you know, what am I missing? And so I said, let me use that same sort of logic that I used with my asthma all those years ago. If I could find a sound that I could hum that would allow me to feel my chakras I would believe that they existed, <laughs> and and I was successful. I, I started humming a, around low notes, and a low note just kind of my root chakra just started to tangle. Well, imagine my surprise. The chakras are real. They really do exist. <laughs> and then I and then I went up uh, a scale to try to you know see what were the other notes uh, that. Uh, vibrated the rest of the chakras, and it can't, it wasn't a major scale at all. What I discovered is it's a Lydian scale, 
And there's only one note difference between a major scale and a Lydian scale, but it's very important. It's your heart chakra. So a major scale is, you know, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. A Lydian scale is do, re, mi, fi, sol, the fa and fi. So there's a half step. The heart chakra would be raised to half step. So if you're starting on C, it would be C, D, E, F sharp, G, A, B. That's the Lydian scale. When you use that scale and you start on the right note, you can vibrate all of your chakras. The trick is finding out what is your root chakra note, and then I can tell you what the scale is that's going to work for you, and then I have all of these uh, meditation, a uh, couple of guided meditations uh, with these beautiful chimes. Uh, do, have you ever uh, heard a handbell choir? Yes. Do you know what handbells yes. are? Yes, so yes, I do. These, these Mind-blowing. Good. So, yeah, these choir chimes, are sort of the new age version of handbells. They're not shaped like a bell. They're shaped like a, a hollow tube. They're a metal hollow tube, a square hollow tube of a certain length that basically has a, um, a a clapper on it with a little you know rubber ball on the end of it. And when you flick the chime, the ball hits the hits the metal and boing. And it's just this beautiful analog, rich, deep sound. Um, and I bought a set of these uh, chimes, so I have three octaves of them, and I created chakra scales. Like There are 12 possible chakra scales. Um, there's one that starts on C, one that starts on C sharp, one that starts on D, you know, et cetera. And so I created the, all the scales using these chimes, and then I put you know, guided meditation along with it to teach people how to use them. And it's uh, so the Chakra Sound Spa experience is, is, is an online do-it-yourself, um, and it's an introductory price of only $37. And you, you download this package, and you get a video that teaches you, it's an instructional video, teaches you how to hum your root chakra. And then once you hum your root chakra, there's a chart that you look at it and tells you what your chakra scale is. Then you go to the site and you download your personal chakra scales and guided meditations. Um, it's something when you hear and feel your chakras for the first time, it's, it's like your body says it's a homemade apple pie for the soul. I mean, these are your sounds. This is your emotional scale. Playing these notes, humming these notes, listening to these notes balances out your emotions because the chakras, which I'm really glad I didn't give up on, are all connected to endocrine glands and our endocrine system. So what do, what do these glands do? They make hormones. What do hormones do? They regulate all kinds of systems in our body. They turn things on and they turn things off. For example, there's a hormone that says, take the calcium out of the blood and put it in the bone. And then there's a hormone that says, nope, too much calcium in the bone needs more in the blood. So take it out of the bone, put it back in the blood. You know, if, if you're running from a dinosaur and you're afraid for your life and you're in fight or flight, that emotion through your root chakra is triggering your adrenal glands and telling mm -hmm. them to make adrenaline, right? And then when you're away from the dinosaur 
and you're no longer in fear of your life, that emotion says, okay, now I can make, now tell the brain to make noradrenaline and calm, to calm me down. So these uh, chakras are really your emotional energy distribution system right into the cells of your body. And if there's a, a, a trauma that you've had uh, years ago, maybe you don't even remember it, maybe you stuffed it because, you know, we do that for all kinds of reasons. We can't deal with an emotion. We don't have the support. We don't have the knowledge. We don't have the energy. We don't have the time. So we stuff it. It goes somewhere. That energy goes somewhere in your body. And after a while, you've got some kind of a pain or an illness. And everything you do to work on it physically might work for a bit, but it keeps coming back because you haven't gotten to the root of the problem. When you hum those chakras and vibrate your emotional cellular energy, that stuff is just dissipated. It, you can let it go. And there's no way logically to defend against it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about sound, isn't it, Richard? You, that's, uh, a, that's an amazing it, thing. Our cells, our cells are not able to resist that. Or no. it bypasses all of that box of marbles in my own head. I'll speak about myself. <laughs> the box of marbles in my head. It bypasses mm-hmm. all that, and it goes right to the cells because the cells are like, oh, sound. That's just sound. You know, a, you know how I, I try to explain you know, how sound uh, works, you know, with, with physical matter, and I've got it down after all these years, Richard. I've got it down to three simple sentences. I say, matter vibrates, and people say, oh, yeah, all right, well, we can agree with that. Yeah, no, no problem there. And the second sen- sentence is, sound is vibration. Well, nobody's going to argue with me on that one. Yep, sound is vibration. Therefore, sound affects matter. You simply have to have the right sound for the right piece of matter, and that's where bioacoustics, you know, comes into play, and that's where these, these chakra sounds come into play. Once you know the right sound, you can absolutely affect the matter and physiology of your body because your brain's language is frequency, which I learned from Sherry. Well, and one of the things that I, particularly with the work with the, with your work, with the spa experience, is this seems very much to me like I've interviewed a number of people about stem cells and the use of stem cells. And the one that I still lean toward the most is using our own stem cells. And that's because mm-hmm. in the way I think about that is our own stem cells are already keyed to our body. They're familiars to our system. Our DNA is going, oh, I know these guys. Come on in. Sure. I feel the same way about your work where you're finding us, you're helping us figure out our note and then getting us to engage in using our voice, which is familiar to our system. So our cells are just going, oh, yeah, I, I know them. They can be dumb, yeah. but they they mean well. So let's listen to this. <laughs> no, it, it it's just an extension of the logic of bioacoustics, where the frequencies coming out of our mouths are biofeedback information to our brain. Right? That's one way that the brain knows the health of the body is the sound of our voice. Well, it's 
it's biofeedback information, these sounds that we make. And therefore, the sounds that we make affect our body. And the sounds that we hear all day long affect our body. All the banging noise and beeps and clangs and sirens. And uh, it's just when you get back to your home, uh, you're completely rattled and you're probably still in fight or flight and your cortisol is pumping and your adrenaline is pumping. And you play these sounds or you hum these sounds, it just reboots the whole emotional system. You go back to calm. And, and that's why I say it's a sound spa experience. It's really like after, you know, 16 minutes of listening to this guided meditation, it's like you spent hundreds of dollars on a day at the spa. And all Amazing. you did was listen. Right. <laughs> I have a question from chat. I have a follow-up question, but I have a question from chat I want to ask. Somebody's asking, are we unique in that we have root chakras, and what is that? Oh, okay. So chakras, let me just say a little bit about chakras. Uh, chakras are etheric energy centers um, that connect to our endocrine glands at these centers, there's seven, there's lots of chakras in our bodies, but the seven major ones are the root chakra, which you can feel at the bottom of your spine, right, at your coccyx. And then there's the sacral chakra, which is um, really, you'll feel it kind of between your hips. It has to do with our, our ovaries and testes and sexual organs, uh, organs of creation. And then the third chakra, going up to your solar plexus, right around your navel. And that chakra is connected to your pancreatic gland. Uh, so it has all kinds of ways that, that it can uh, work with your digestion and how you process sugar. Uh, then you go up the next chakra, major chakra, is your heart chakra. Uh, and that's connected to the thymus gland, which has a lot to do with our immune systems. Um, and then the next chakra is your throat chakra, and that's connected to your thyroid gland. So if you have an underactive or uh, out-of-balance thyroid, that, that is an emotional uh, issue that might have started as an emotional issue, you can regulate your chakra by humming your throat chakra note and, and get your thyroid back in balance. The next chakra is the third eye chakra, in your forehead between your eyes and that's uh, connected to the pituitary gland and that connected with the crown chakra and the pineal gland uh, have to do with you know if you can you could activate your clairvoyance uh, that way if it's meant to be uh, so there there are seven chakras there are seven notes of the scale and no we are not the only I have done chakra work on a horse <laughs> who really mm -hmm. loved it. You know how mm -hmm. a horse loves sounds? I didn't know this. If a horse starts licking his lips and munching like he's chewing, that's like, oh, boy, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out I was working with a sick horse and uh, with a friend of mine, and I was able to figure out his chakra notes, and we put them, we play his chakra scale in the barn every day, two or three times a day, and he's doing so much better. And when they hear the sounds, the, the, the horse comes back into the barn. To, to hear the sounds better. So yes, animals have chakras and human beings have chakras. 
It's a way of taking our emotional energy uh, and bringing it into the cells of our body. They go through the chakra centers. I hope that answers that question. I think so. And which leads me to a separate question from what I was going to ask, or a thought that for, I want to say millennium, but I don't know how long, we had a history as humanoids of sitting in circles and, as I would say, ceremonially scuffing in dirt. But there was always, there was always sound involved, either it was drumming or chanting or singing or something where we were in unison, often fire was involved. The classic scene is sitting on rocks around a fire and chanting or, or also storytelling. But there was some, some point at which, and if we look at wolves, wolves often will howl together. And I think they have that sense of they're not just doing it to make noise. They're not just out there in the woods howling because, ah, I want to howl. They're doing it. It's something. It's, it's either calming them. You know, dogs have the sense to shake off being over afraid. People think that dogs shake after they've been scared because they're scared. It's because they're tossing off. They're literally throwing off the excess adrenaline. So they actually are smart enough to do that. We're not. We don't have right. that as a function. So the idea of sitting in circles and chanting or toning or singing or uh, being in connection with the earth, all of that, for me, fits into the same realm of you're one of the ones that speaks directly to our endocrine system, the thing that, that amazing highway of hormones running around in our bodies, which is just a stunning system as related to the chakras. So I think it's such a powerful thing to actually know that we can have effect on our endocrine systems, which are these little, it's a mystery system of, you know, our brain thinks something and suddenly there's a hormone, a, a little bubble of energy. Of, it's a hormone going toward a cell receptor site. And if that key isn't right in that cell receptor site, it won't go in. So it has to find the right cell. And sound is kind of like that. Am I, am I reading that correctly? Sound really yeah, is like a hormone? Yeah, it's it's more that I mean you might have a thought that creates an emotion, and I believe it's the emotion mm, that triggers mm. the hormone. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dr. Christiane Northrup, who mm -hmm. uh, is up in Maine and she's a, an expert in women's women's health. I took a quote from one of her books. I was really excited to see it in her book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. She says, "quote." Thankfully, you can own and operate your own state of health completely and fully by understanding the energy system known as chakras. Mm. But then she goes on to talk about, uh, she shows like a C major scale again. And I just can't, two, two very important things that I discovered. We don't all resonate to a C major scale, right? We, and it, it's a Lydian scale, and some of us, resonate to a D Lydian scale and some of us resonate to an F Lydian scale. But the other thing I found, I just want to talk a minute about uh, A440 Hertz because as I'm working with my clients and they're humming the note and they say, okay, yep, that's the note that I can feel that chakra. And I go to the piano to find the note. And so many times it was like in between two notes of the piano. It was really a sharp A or a flat A, but not really an A flat or, or B flat. It, it was in between the notes. And I thought to myself, 
not only do human beings not resonate to a C major scale, we do not resonate to an A440 hertz scale. And so when I uh, recorded the chakra chimes on these uh, meditations, I recorded them to an A432 hertz scale, uh, which is I mean, sacred geometry, the 432, but I mean, our, our ears don't care about the numbers. Uh, 432 hertz is just a higher octave of the Earth's resonant frequency of 8 hertz. So it felt to me like a more natural scale to work with. And so the, the meditations that are on these MP3s with the chimes are all tuned to the 400, A432 hertz scale. And it's just, it's like butter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and once it again back to being it for me, it's very much like the stem our own stem cells. It's our cells are listening. I mean, there we there's there's really not that much difference between a hormone and a sound in that they're both subtle energies. We think of the hormone as chemistry, but I'm certain somebody somewhere could figure out the chemistry of sound. I don't have that skill set. But I mean, they seem very similar. Just the sound seems, especially when you when you combine it with our own voice. As they say, there's there's that of once using your sounds to make the sound with our own voice just seems like a winner. It's such a beautiful thing. I mean, the human body. I mean, how much sense does it make that we can affect our own health with our own voice? that we have dominion over our own health with our own voice quite naturally. That's the way our emotions and hormones work. They can be triggered with the sound of our own voices. I mean, how fabulous is that? <laughs> it makes me think of if we can create fear about, you know, everybody, uh, every, most of us, I'm certain at some point in our lives, have had somebody sneak up behind you and like make a loud sound. Boo, you know, some kind of gnarly sound. Mm -hmm. And so if we can do that and have an effect, why couldn't we come up behind somebody or engage somebody in exactly what you're talking about, in, in engaging our own sound to bring ourselves back to that center point? We're so smart. That's a great example. We've got all these technologies. I see people strapping things on and talking about biohacking and, oh, my goodness, you know, all these things. Well, wow. You know, there are gonna, there's gonna, <laughs> there could be days coming where we don't have electricity. You know, I live in California. I just had 10 of those. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I'm you. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I've always looked for ways to do this without a computer. The, uh, there are some uh, audio files on my website where I, on my French horn, I would play uh, harmonics, and that, that's playing a note and singing a note at the same time. I don't know if you had a mm -hmm. chance to listen to the, that one track that I sent you from my uh, CD, yes, the Osartissimus. Yeah. Yeah, so wonderful. those are harmonic chords. All that, I'm not multi-tracking that. That's just me playing a note on the horn and singing a note into the horn or humming a note into the horn at the same time. I can, I'll do it with my lips. Uh, it won't, the French horn obviously resonates. It makes it sound a lot nicer. But mm -hmm. basically, wow. 
And that is better. I mean, when you're when you do that, I mean, not everyone could do that. I've got the chops and the lips that I can and I actually buzz a, a particular note. But when I do that, it's like like my brain is sitting in this synovial fluid, and and this synovial fluid is like vibrating all around my brain, and it's just it's just like getting high, only it's free and it's legal. <laughs> and it's self winding. Anytime I can't, I there was a period in my life I was in a marching band for a number of years. And they, I tried brass instruments for a while, but I found marching and brass instruments to be too tricky, so I changed to percussion. And try, try to play a French horn in march. No, no, I never could understand any of that. Where your teeth are up against brass and you're marching, it just seemed bad to me. Way too like, oops. But the idea of being able to do that to get to that harmonic and and like you say, the synovial fluid, it's just liquid around our brain. Is so responsive mm-hmm. to to tone, to sound, to all of that. It's like I don't know why this comes to mind, but it's the purring of a cat is really an amazing healing frequency. The Qigong masters talk about that being very similar to the kind of energy they can produce. Our bodies right. are really responsive to sound. We're just walking sacks of fluid, and we yeah, we're we wired just, for so, sound. <laughs> we're we're waiting for sound. So I just. I I think it's amazing. What what are some of the what are some of the results people the I know this is pr- really new, but you've had people use this already and have some responses. What are some of their reactions or what are they finding as they're they're dialing in their own tones and using the meditations well, and making their own sounds? This is a this is a uh testimonial from a 37-year-old woman with PTSD and anxiety. This is just fabulous for PTSD, too. I mean, these sounds. This is what she says. She said, it has become my go-to healing for anxiety. Mm. I especially like to listen to it on repeat when I'm flying in an airplane, because she had a good deal of, uh, of anxiety around that, but it calmed her right down. She says she also uses this meditation to move stuck negative energy in my body when it paralyzes me. I listen to my root chakra meditation until I can move again. She says, I also use this regularly to soothe me to sleep or give me a quick, solid grounding when I need it. For me, it's one of the most valuable modalities I've ever encountered. She's been listening for about a year now. Hmm. Uh, Here's one from a 40-year-old woman with PTSD and depression said, I always feel very tingly while humming, all the way down to my feet. It's cool. She says, and any time I hear the notes, it's instantly calming. I worked probably 60 hours this week along with the start of school, stress all over my body, headaches, the tones help vibrate the pain or stresses right out. Um, and then on my, uh, I have a radio show on newsforthesoul.com on alternate Fridays. And I've taught people how to hum their root chakra live on the air, over the phone, okay? And then once I get them, and and they'll say, well, I've got an issue with this or that. And I'll say, well, that will be, you know, your second chakra. No, this one woman said, you know, my lower back is so hurt so much today. I'm having a hard time walking. I'm really having a hard time moving. I said, well, let's figure out your root chakra. Then I'll know what your sacral chakra is. And those two notes are going to have a lot to do with your lower back pain. And we just hummed it a couple of times over the air, and she's like, wow, this is amazing. 
She said, my back pain is gone. Oh, my God, it's slightly there, but not to the degree it was before toning that second chakra note. Thank you so much, she says to me. Uh, it, it has amazing instant results. Uh, I was working with a, a 35-year-old woman who was in the hospital, uh, mast cell disease. Her colon was, uh, was bleeding to the point where they thought it was going to rupture. And uh, they didn't think she was going to live. And I sent her her notes, and she listened to them, and she slept through the night. And in two days, her colon stopped bleeding, and she didn't die, and everything's okay. Uh, Mm. It's powerful stuff. Well, it makes sense. I have too many thoughts at once. It makes sense because it's. Anytime we can do anything to help balance the system, I'm an herbalist by old training. Mm-hmm. And so I think about things that are in herbalism. We have herbs that are called tonics, long-term beneficial effect. And so anything that we can do to help the system reduce anxiety or stress or anything overstimulating the immune system is going to contribute to the body being in a better state of health whether it's in crisis or whether you're in some sort of state of ISIS, meaning, you know, crisis of some kind or too much inflammation Mm -hmm. or too, too much or too little something, anything to help, as you say, these tones, like the woman that was bleeding to help reduce some of that anxiety. Because once your body begins getting into a a cascade, a hormone cascade of fear Mm -hmm. or anxiety or stress or, Oh my God, and yeah. anything to help Cortisol, calm that adrenaline. down. Yeah. And you're going right to the source of going right to the sound rather than here, shoot me up full of something that's going to alter me and make me stupid. You have the skill where you can buzz and hum at the same time. So you're just like walking around happy, happy. <laughs> it's amazing. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's such, it's such a powerful direct source. Once people get it dialed in, we, some of the testimonials and also from listening to some of the tracks myself, it's really amazing. And this is why I've liked Sherry's work for so long myself is that it is really amazing how we can go direct to the cells and give them the food or information that they desire. And they go, Oh, wow, that's great. Uh, Yeah. And there doesn't have to be any processing or thinking. It's not like, I'm not saying anything's wrong with talk therapy. I'm just saying this isn't talk therapy where we have to convince and educate and the thing and the stuff. You listen to this, you notice something. You don't notice something. And maybe sometimes well, you don't notice anything, but things are still changing. It's, it's, it's a the powerful... difference between, I mean, certainly talk therapy, you know, has its place. But we have, we are so good at defending, uh, you know, our fears and we have all kinds of ways to talk around them. And that all, that's all happening in the front of part of the brain, right? Sound is connected to the, our serpent brain way back there the bot, at the top of the uh, neck. Um, the, you know, a, a medulla, the adrenal medulla, that other part of that back low part of the brain, that's the, that's the reptile brain, right? That's where our sound is processed. There's no thinking in that brain. It's all instinct. And th- that's and where sound is the, is the last sense to leave, you know, as the body is dying. 
people will be able right. to hear you as they leave their body. That's because, you know, the front part of the brain goes first, and that last, the reptile brain is the last thing to stop working. Mm-hmm. And but probably the first thing to start effect. working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it kickstarts <laughs> everything or it ends things. Oh, that's it, and you're done. <laughs> it's a stage. Um, but what a powerful area to because it's such a driving force. It's in the I think the reptile brain is part of that lizard brain where it really is the it's a survival right. area. It's an it's an instinctual we're doing something before we realize we're doing it kind of instinct. Our once again our cells are taking action, but nobody seems to be in charge. Wait, how did I get here? Why am I running into this fire to save somebody? Um, that kind of thing where it's it's an instinctual act. And what a great place right. to affect the body, to have sounds go in. I didn't know that sounds went to the reptile brain or yep. not that targeted, that it's such a powerful area to have effect on because it's the place where we operate from our core core. Mm-hmm. And how great yep. is that? I know. It's just like, who designed this? Good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> who designed this? All right. Somebody raise their hand. Where's Sherry when we need to talk to her? Bring her in. We'll conference her in and ask her, like, okay, so how did you know this? Um, I mean, sound work is so – I'm such a fan of sound work, and I think this experience that you've designed is so powerful because it just allows people to – I mean, if if the only thing that it did for people was calm their immune systems, because I think these days almost everybody I talk to has some sort of anxiety – and if you don't have anxiety, you're not paying attention. No, that's a personal issue. Um, <laughs> you should. <laughs> we should. If you don't have anxiety, what are you doing? You're not listening to the news at all. What's wrong with you? Um, but, I mean, to be able to have an effect on the immune system in terms of reducing anxiety and over-adrenalization, mm-hmm. if it only did that, that would be amazing. Because I think everybody is in a state of hyper-something. Uh, because right. of our work lives, our our social media lives, um, just everything is overstressed. I know. And, and when I say, you know, that these sounds can do all these different things, like help you with your digestion, help you with your thyroid and your metabolism, help you with your elimination, it it sounds too good to be true. And people go, yeah, right. But the beauty of it, is you don't have to believe it. Once you experience it, once you feel your chakra vibrate, I mean, there's, there's, there's no questioning it. Sound it affects things. And then you start to become a believer. And I think this should be kind of, I'll have to talk with Sherry, because it's step one uh, into bioacoustics, to become a believer, do this process, feel the sound, Vibrate your chakras and affect your emotional stability. It's mm-hmm. unmistakable. Yeah. I have a uh, – we're going to jump just for a moment because I have a question from chat that I think is really interesting. Have you seen long-term stroke patients respond to a stimulation of a particular chakra, maybe one associated with the brain? You know, I haven't, but there is absolutely no reason why the – our uh, third eye, the pituitary gland, and the pineal gland, the, the crown chakra, the notes for those uh, would, I'm, I'm sure, 
you know, would have a beneficial effect. Uh, I have not worked with uh, yet with this. With, I've, I've worked with bioacoustics, uh, you know, with a stroke patient. I worked with a woman who uh, two uh, two years in a, in a nursing home because she had had a stroke and her hands shook so much that she couldn't feed herself. And she was a woman who was really good to me when I was younger, and I couldn't believe she was in a nursing home, so I went and did these bioacoustics for her, and we calmed down, you know, the shaking in her hand to the point where she could feed herself, and she, in two months, after being there for two years, she was able to go home, and then she was able to write her memoirs for her children. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's wonderful. So... Uh, I know if bioacoustic sounds, you know, help strokes, and I'm sure the sound of your own voice, which is where your bioacoustic sounds are getting that information from anyway, right? It, we record the voice and we look in the frequencies of the voice. Well, contained in your voice, if you're humming that note, uh, the, the note for the, you know, pineal gland, which, which pretty much is involved in almost every process in the body. Uh, and just giving that some energy and bouncing it out. I mean, it's just like your whole body just goes, ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was recently talking to a death doula, uh, which mm-hmm. means somebody that assists people in death. Not not Dr. Kevorkian kind of work, but the idea of when people are getting getting close to death and they're going to die, uh, a death doula really assists them in the process of making, you know, comfort and transition. And it seems like sound could be extremely powerful in that arena of really helping people cross in the most easy way possible. I'm not, I'm not advocating pushing anybody. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking in terms of that we're all going to die. Let's, let's get, you know, this is going to happen. We're not, no matter how much biohacking you do, you're going to die someday. And wouldn't it be awesome if we had sound people, people who were doing sound at that time? I mean, in ancient cultures, of course, they, you'd go into a, well, a yurt, what is what I would call it, a tent or a teepee with somebody, and they'd tone and chant and rattle and do all sorts of things, ritual, and that was part of it. But wouldn't it be amazing if we actually had sound practitioners who could be deaf doulas and help people hear sounds as they were getting ready to cross? So it would be as... Well, I, actually, I actually did that with my mother who crossed in August. Oh, wow. I was, in the hosp- I was in the hospital room with her. Now, she was a musician, and she loved to sing, and she sang every day. And with one collapsed lung at 89 years old and a whole bunch of other things you know, wrong with her, the night before she died, my two sisters were with her through the evening, she sang. She loved nothing better than to sing with her girls. She sang every song from the musical Oliver. She wow. sang every song mm-hmm. from the musical My Fair Lady on one lung. And my sister told me at 4 o'clock in the morning, she said, Mom, shut up. We're tired. <laughs> just could you just go to sleep? It was like <laughs> Mom knew this was her last chance. And 12 hours later, she was dead. So mm-hmm. when, when I got there and my sisters went home, and I could, I was with, you know, mom in the room, and I could hear her breathing start to change. She was real, she wasn't really conscious, and her breathing started to drastically change. And I said, she's going. Well, I tuned in. I knew what her soul sound was. I, I found her soul note, which is the, 
the sound that connects you to the essence of who you are. And mm. I started to sing to her, her soul sound. And I'm telling you, she jumped on that sound wave and she left with mm-hmm. a smile on her face. How wonderful. It was a real beautiful thing. That's a wonderful, wonderful story. That's amazing. I was with my mother shortly before she died, and I was just with her and holding the space with her, and she was quite receptive mm-hmm. to that, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the sound skills at that time. So I, I think that's just a – because I think that transition between life and death can be fearful and scary and all sorts of things for people. But to have that soul sound to guide you, as you say, to follow that soul sound out, what a powerful tool. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing into itself. And it's pretty special. That, that's wonderful. Uh, as we move, I'm I'm surprised to find that we're close to here, close to the end. You say <laughs> this made me laugh so much. You say this is not your grandfather's chakra meditations. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I say it. Could you explain that just a bit? I, it's so true, and yet it just makes me chuckle every time. <laughs> Well, I mean, there are many, many books. You go to Amazon and you look for a book on chakras. I mean, there are hundreds of books on chakras. And they're all very steeped in the tradition uh, of uh, Eastern, you know, meditation. But I'm, re- I'm coming at it from the perspective of a sound master. Now, I have spent my life completely, you know, engulfed in sound and music. Uh, and it, so... I'm not talking about using the ancient Bija mantras. Uh, I'm saying hum this note. <laughs> it, so it, I'm sure the Sufis knew this, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, but somehow the individuality of it got lost. And all that came through from ancient times was the C major scale thing. And a C major scale will work on six of the seven chakras of one-twelfth of the population of, of the world. Hmm. So you can see how it sort of diminishes in its importance when, when it's not effective, except for, for a very few people. But now, you know, I'm just kind of bringing back this knowledge. I'm getting these downloads, you know, this teaching me these things. It's, and I'm just trying to get the word out. I mean, I think from age 16 on, you know, once the – boys' voices change, and once the girls, you know, are, are becoming women, our voices are set, uh, I think we should, know, we should learn these things in school because how much, how valuable would it be to know for a lifetime the notes that, that triggered and balanced your emotions? Mm. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> That's, that's an amazing <laughs> idea to actually have that as a tool. I mean, to have you don't have to carry your devices with you. You just have to learn your own sounds. I, I mean, that's wow. Right. There's no equipment involved. This will never sell. There's no equipment or technology or no blinking lights. It's amazing. Uh, I just love that idea so much. <laughs> and where would you like people to find out more information about you and the Chakra Spa experience? Well, on my website, which is thesoundlady.com, uh, there's uh, a tab up the top that says the Chakra Sounds Box Experience. You click on it. There's a video that tells you about it. And uh, if, if you decide you know, to buy it, 
and there's a there's a refund, a 30 day money back guarantee. If if you're not someone who can uh, figure out where once once you're making that sound and you don't know what note it is, well, there are as an application I tell you you can download onto your phone uh, a piano tuner application that you can sing into your phone and it tells you the note you're singing. Mm. Uh, so you know there's there's uh, even if you can't read a note of music and you don't understand you know music theory, you can still do this. I've tried to make it um, just available for everyone. Uh, and if you have if you have trouble and you can't you know feel the chakras, you're not sure you have the right note, then just do a session with me. I'll do a session with you on Skype, and I'll make sure that we've got the right notes. Um, all of that's possible, but for the do-it-yourself, it's all, right now it's an introductory price because you get three uh, M- MP3. You get a, you get your chakra scale without the meditation. You get an MP3 of your chakra scale with a guided meditation because, you know, we've been doing this for a while. And after you listen to a guided meditation for a while, you memorize it and you don't want to listen to it anymore. And you want to move on to something else. Well, you don't have to move on to something else because you already have the scale without the meditation where you can do your own thing. And then the third file is an audio file that connects all of the chakras using the sounds of each chakra through the heart uh, using an infinity wave. Mm -hmm. visualization so that all the chakras are informed and connected through the heart center that junction box it's a really it's a very amazing solid grounding feeling so the shop the soundlady.com uh you can find everything you need there wonderful thank you so much kathleen that was great i knew it was going to be great and it was even better than i thought so that's really good (laughs) Thank you, Richard. I really appreciate the chance to talk to your people because I know they're interested in this stuff. You bet. Wow. We've got quite an audience today, too. Um, And the replay will be available at soundhealthoptions.com. Click on the radio tab. Click on Sound Health Radio. Everybody have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.